You are listening to the Phenom MLB Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network, powered by the most passionate young sports analyst in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. What's up and welcome to episode one of the Rivalry Rundown podcast presented by Phenom Media with hosts myself, Adam Green, Drew Winkler, and Jasper Abrams. Boys, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Ready to, ready to talk some baseball. Let's dive right into yeah, it. Yeah, me, me as well. That's great to hear. Um, so a few things we want to get out of the way is first, um, Drew and I are Red Sox fans. We live in Massachusetts. Jasper is a Yankees fan, so hence the name Rivalry Rundown. Um, so that might get in the way a few times. Uh, we'll try to not let that happen. Also, um, there, a lot of work went into putting this all together. So uh, it's really cool to finally be recording episode one. And uh, lastly, this isn't really going to be a super analytical podcast. I mean, I know a lot of people like that. So if you want to listen to that, I'm sure some of the other baseball podcasts that uh, Phenom is putting out will kind of include that. So, uh, yeah, I guess we can just get to it. Um, First thing I want to talk about is some uh, news about the Cleveland baseball team. So right now the Indians, and uh, they're losing their name after the season. So really really similar to the Washington football team situation from last year. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, guys? Uh, I think it's interesting, like – we'll see like if their name maybe like relates to their geographical location maybe, or maybe just like past uh, sports teams from that city. Like we could see the Cleveland spiders, for example, or we could see like a past player, like the Cleveland Dobies I've heard thrown around. It's like some weird things thrown around for sure. And Cleveland, Cleveland is known for their historical music background. So even the name could be rocks, could be rockers, could be, even as far as like an instrument, such as guitars, maybe I don't know any anything anything's at hand for for as of right now the Cleveland baseball team and their new team name. I think the baseball team would be a pretty funny name just because of what Washington has done, and it's been pointed out they're having a not a great season, but they're I think they're in first in the NFC East right now, and uh, so there's something to be said about that. Um, a few other names I've heard the conductors, I've heard the spiders to go back to. Um, someone said was that was the 1899 Spiders the worst team in MLB history? Is that a fact? I I think it might be. I heard I heard they had over 110 losses on a on a very brutal season. So maybe with the with the current team right now, a new a new team name could spark some new change and even some winning culture into into the franchise at Cleveland. 
Yeah, um, that would be a cool name just to pay homage to that to that bad season, but nonetheless a cool name. Um, yeah, I don't want to spend too much more time on that because it's that's a year out until they probably announce the name because, like I said, they're going through that entire season with um, with the Indians. But uh, next thing, DJ LeMay, apparently he is $25 million away in contract negotiations contract negotiations with the Yankees that is a large number as a Yankees fan are you worried about that I mean he's I would say he's a pretty pivotal part of your offense now yeah for sure I mean when when that news first broke some some worry and some caution crossed my mind but after diving deeper after diving below the surface I saw some reports that Brian Cashman uh made released a statement that said DJ LeMahieu is his number one target in the offseason to sign so I, I'm not really too concerned as of right now after looking under the surface. But in the end, I think, I think the Yankees will, will hold on to, to DJ LeMahieu for maybe a three-, four-, five-year contract. I mean, I feel like he's their only hope at this point. Like, they haven't even made the World Series, and they've been considered contenders all the year, every year the past couple of years. But um, – they're definitely going to need to keep him around and build probably around him and judge in order to stay at that level they've been playing at. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, I'm not pot I can't say this hundred percent confidently, but they might not have made the playoffs last year if it wasn't for him. I mean, yeah, I see Jasper smiling, probably doesn't believe me, but, uh, but they might not have, I mean, he just he get, gets hit after hit. I mean, just the guy doesn't stop driving in runs doubles I mean it was ridiculous he didn't win he won the batting title right I believe so yeah yeah if not last year the year before definitely so yeah I mean but the only thing is 25 million dollars is that's that's a lot I mean if you if you want to give him three years and he's asking for I don't know 150 you only want to give him 125 is it's a 25 million total not like per year right no, I I think it is per year. Oh, that's I, even that's even more than yeah. How so? Um, obviously, like the COVID market is gonna screw up a bunch of deals this offseason. How how long would you be looking to resign him for? Well, one cash side cash? of the story that I was I was seeing in the media and in the in the world of baseball right now is DJ LeMahieu is on a four year hundred million dollar contract in his mind. And the Yankees are still stuck on three three years, seventy five million, and then uh, an argument to side in the middle of that. Adam, I, I know you're very close with him, but John Boy, he proposed an idea that Lemayhu should sign a four year, eighty million contract. So the money is equally spread out, and the years is what Lemayhu wants, and I, it's a win win situation for both sides. I mean, do we really think the Yankees aren't going to pay him? Like, they pay everyone, let's be honest. I mean, hold on. This year, the Yankees, I'm, I'm expecting them to cut back over this season, next season. I mean, one, COVID, just destroying every team's kind of uh, revenue intake. I mean, he's in that fans this season. And also, you just dished out, what, 340 million dollars to Cole for 13 years. I mean, luxury tax. I know people like to joke it doesn't exist, but, I mean, it does. So, got to watch out for that. Also, um... If he doesn't go to the Yankees, what would be other suitors? I mean, 
Red Sox need a second baseman. Mets have, are in on everybody this offseason. Even heard the Blue Jays, maybe. I mean, it's crazy how. Yeah, yeah how me personally, I definitely see the uh, Blue Jays being a potential suitor. I, I really can't see the Red Sox, I'll be honest. Yeah, if, if he doesn't land in, in the Bronx, I think the most reasonable destination for LeMahieu is uh, north of the border in Toronto. And if he does join Toronto in, in their uh, resurgence and rebuilding, uh, he'll join a stacked infield with Bo Bichette uh, and Vladdy Jr. And when, when they're hot, I mean, I, they, they, might be, they might be the top dog in the AL East besides the Yanks. I mean, the Rays did just make it to the World Series, but I do admit I, I'm a big fan of uh, Bo Bichette. always have been. But, uh, yeah, I could definitely see him ending up in Toronto. Um, even the um, – I know this hasn't – this probably won't happen, but the A's are going to be in need of a shortstop. I believe Marcus Simeon is also a free agent. But, I mean, they probably don't have the money that he's looking for, but it just uh, – there's a bunch of teams that need an infielder, and he's the best one on the market, so. Yeah, I mean, it. Well, Simeon – headlines a very I don't want to say weak but not not too strong 2020 free agency class and if you're looking forward to the 2021 class it's just free agents on free agents at the shortstop position I mean you have Javi Baez you have Correa you have Seager so if teams don't have the interest or have the idea of paying the uh the big star shortstop next offseason they could potentially sag snag uh, Marcus Simeon on a very low budget contract as you mentioned yeah um I um, I would have to agree with the headlines for Simeon have been almost nowhere um also similarly where's the talk about Michael Brantley I mean he he's debatably just like right there with Springer as as a good solid outfielder I mean haven't heard anything about him. He could be a huge pickup for a team like the Mets if they don't end up getting Springer. I would I would have to think that uh, he's going to get a lot more money than people think he will be. I think he's just getting lost in like the magnitude of the outfielders in this year's free agency class. You got Azuna, you got Springer, obviously Brantley. I just there's a lot of stars out there. He's just getting lost in the mix, in my opinion. And even even Yasiel Puig. Could be, could be a pivotal signing this offseason, an under-the-radar signing for teams in need of outfield depth as well. Speaking of outfield depth, uh, Scott Boris just today was talking about uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., called him peanut butter and jelly, kind of uh, the, uh, the glue of an outfield. I mean, people are still trying to decipher what he meant. But, I mean, I guess you can kind of figure that out. He's... Uh, yeah, he would be a great addition for an outfield. I mean, he's been with the Red Sox his whole whole career. It doesn't look like he's coming back as much as I would like him to as a Red Sox fan. But uh, a ton of teams I've, I heard from Scott Boris, are, or I don't know if it was from Scott Boris, I just saw it on Twitter. A bunch of teams are in on him. So that could that's, there's another outfielder teams could look to add. Yeah, I think it would be especially interesting if he winds up going to the Phillies, like you have him. You've Harper. I mean, that lineup, I know Jackie's not the best of hitters, but that outfield would just be pretty stacked. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
as Scott Boris as his, as is his agent, um, he'll for sure sign more than his worth this offseason as Scott Boris is known is known to uh, potentially go overboard with the clients of his. We've seen it with Harper. We've seen it with Real Muto potentially this offseason and and many more is in store for next offseason as well. Yeah, I know the Phillies just signed uh, Dave Dombrowski, uh, but Drew, I'm actually going to have to disagree with you. I don't think they have the money or the resources to get uh, JBJ just because the whole uh, situation that just broke last week, they said they were very low on income. And uh, so one, my mind immediately went to Real Muto because he, you're not getting him back because obviously he's getting a massive contract from someone this offseason, but that someone is also not going to be the Mets because I uh, saw they just signed James McCann to a four-year deal. So that's huge. That takes the Mets out of the Real Muto conversation. Where could he end up? Well, if, if I'm JT Real Muto, after seeing the James McCann to the Mets signing, I am stomping my foot on the ground and in disappointment because – if I'm JT Real Muto, I would love to go to the Mets right now, as much as it may seem. But the Mets, the Mets are on the rise with, with Steve Cohen and company in store. Yeah, um, the Mets are – they're just in on everybody this offseason. They also got Trevor May, a huge pickup. I mean, he just improved tremendously this last season. I heard he uh, tweaked something with his mechanics. Obviously working. He's – went on a tear the late portion of last season um, with the Twins. And uh, speaking of the Twins, they are uh, just – they're just not the postseason team that people need them to be. I mean, w- what's up with them? You Are they going to – with the AL Central on the rise, you think they're winning again? I see the White Sox win. The White Sox have just picked up a ton over the last two years, so – where you guys think the Twins are at right now? Well, I just think it would be very interesting. Like, we've all heard the Eddie Rosario rumors to the Red Sox. At least Adam has, I'm sure. But, um, I mean, they're, they're definitely, like, losing some key pieces, and they're also losing out on that playoff race. Yeah, and, and with the White Sox in, in division, um, that, that's just competition at its finest for Minnesota. As, as the time progresses – the White Sox will only get better with with their uh, highly anticipated pro- prospects and their uh, potentially Cy Young elite pitching staff. So if I'm the Minnesota Twins, uh, I think my time in the playoffs is done. I think you should snap your finger and kick the rebuild button. Uh, yeah, that it's it's just it, that's tough that they've lost how many games in a row in the playoffs or series, just crazy. I mean, people expected them to um, at least make it to the ALDS this year. They went out to the Astros, correct? Yep. Yeah, so um, probably a team on not on the rise anymore. Um, also, just I just, just popped in my head, the Red Sox just signed Hunter Renfro yesterday. I mean, probably not the biggest signing that they'll have this offseason, hopefully not. But just a small pickup, Drew. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, pretty minimal signing. I, I really don't see an impact that he's going to have. If at all, it'll be minor. 
Yeah, I'm sure Yankee like he's, fans are his not really hitting is comparable to JBJ. Yeah. Um, the only thing yeah. is, I wouldn't. I mean, he has he's a pretty good defensive outfielder. I wouldn't put him on JBJ's level though. I probably I wouldn't be surprised if he's not starting at Fenway next year. And and sticking with yeah, it's, with Boston, it's, it's, like you said, a downgrade from JBJ. Yeah, sticking with Boston. Uh, where's where's Chris Sale at these days? I know, asking from a fan, a Yankees fan's perspective, um, I I know he was healing from some elbow issues, and he was out for a, a large portion of the season. So where is where is his timeline of his return? Is it the upcoming season, or is it eventually down the road? I think it's like late spring this year, like May or June possibly, but I don't think he'll be ready for opening day. Yeah, I've heard June. Um, he definitely, definitely needed uh, that surgery. I mean, he, you could tell in 2019 something was up with him. He had a over four ERA, just he wasn't looking good. Finally decided to get it. Last season was the one to miss if you are a Red Sox pitcher. I mean, just terrible. Um, besides Martin Perez. I really want him to come back. But, uh, yeah, that last season was definitely one to miss. Good news for Red Sox pitching, though, is Erod will be available for opening day, and he's going to have a full recovery – or not recovery. He's going to um, participate 100% in spring training and everything this spring. So that is really good considering his uh, complications with his heart after having COVID. Yeah, miraculous comeback for him. Alex Smith asked. And besides besides Erod and potentially Martin Perez, uh who else who else is there for the Red Sox uh starting rotation? I mean uh, uh you can go. Andrew, go ahead. Uh we got uh Tanner Hawk, obviously, but um Who? I mean Tanner Hawk. Who's that? Uh I'm not kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, he, he kind of uh, shut your Yankees down. I'm, I'm pretty sure he went six innings, like one hit, no runs. But, uh, yeah, he's probably going to start in AAA. Um, Red Sox have uh, – I've heard they're in on the Seguro or um, the foreign pitcher. Um, he's going to – he's definitely going to get a pretty hefty contract from team this offseason. They also have Nick Pavetta that they got from the Workman-Hembry trade. Um, Evaldi so it's going to be better hopefully I mean I it, I don't know how it can be worse but it, it, yeah their pitching has to be better and GM Bloom has said that so they're very aware of that and the bullpen's still kind of horrendous like you got Matt Barnes who's kind of trash that they just brought back uh, trying to think who else is in there but they just weren't good last season overall no definitely not uh Barnes picked it up when they actually needed to slow down if they wanted to lose games, maybe get a better draft pick. They have uh, him, Brazier, Phillips Valdez had kind of a breakout season. Um, yeah, that was about it. Not really anything notable. So um, I actually want to shift gears now, talk about um, what are our predictions for uh, fans or attendance next year? I mean, no one really knows. I'm not even sure if MLB 100% knows. But, uh, yeah, you guys think we'll see fans in any capacity next year? I, I feel strongly that we will because, like, looking at the NBA, for example, 
they're having some fans like especially down south and like for the Orlando Magic or the Miami Heat like those southern teams but um I definitely think we'll see some like the southern teams with fans as they've been like easier on COVID restrictions for sure yeah no doubt and we saw earlier today well maybe earlier in the week that uh Commissioner Rob Manfred wants all the current active Major League Baseball players to be vaccinated prior to the season. Really? So, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm not really sure if that ties into, ties into the knot with fans attending the games, but I, I think that's, that's a very innovative and very interesting idea on behalf of uh, Commissioner Manfred. Yeah, I just saw um, yesterday the COVID vaccine started rolling out, thank God. Um, I saw a pretty funny uh, post on Twitter. It showed the uh, the uh, truck with the vaccine leaving the Pfizer facility, and it said, uh, this is almost as great as Fenway Truck Day when they uh, ship out all the equipment to Fort Myers for spring training. thought that was pretty funny. Adam, do you think, do you think fans will be in, in attendance? throughout the season i mean i would not be surprised if they have to start a, the season again without fans um i know i know other sports um nba right they're just starting back up right now I, they don't have fans um nascar um they've announced that their first race the daytona 500 in february it's also going to be limited capacity um so i'm probably going to have to lean towards limited capacity just because you have to plan months and months in event months and months in advance for events like that just like a simple game um so I wouldn't be surprised if there's no fans but I definitely think that considering we saw fans in the NLCS and World Series that we'll probably see some sort of attendance next year yeah and having having the fans in the stands like you said at the conclusion of the playoffs last season is such a momentum booster that Major League Baseball could say, oh, we did this successfully. Uh, little to no uh, t uh, positive testing was occurred throughout the fans. So if they have that as the borderline, uh, they could only move up and continue with this throughout the 2021 uh, Major League Baseball season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just watching those few games that fans were at, it was just so much of a difference. I can remember the Bellinger home run in the World Series, the Freeman home run in the um, NLCS. Just to hear the crowd was so refreshing. I mean, it just – no one wants to see a 450-foot uh, homer, no reaction, just see the guy rounding the bases. There's no fun in that. You, you want a reaction. That's what uh, everyone watches sports for. Keeping baseball fun is is and should be at the forefront of the league office's mind as well as Commissioner Manfred's mind. Yeah, um, it just it's so crazy how what just that few thousand fans did for um, I'm sure the ratings on TV, the um, atmosphere at the game, and even the kind of the um, the vibe you got just from watching on TV is much better experience. And I just really hope to see fans next year. Yeah, for sure. It would, it would be, it would be uh, something to watch for if fans 
are allowed into stadiums in 2021 for Major League Baseball. Yeah, um, and as long as those vaccines keep going out and people keep their masks on, um, hoping progression comes. Hope we are in a, we in a few few months down the line we're in a better spot than we are right now. Um, so yeah, hoping for that. Uh, last thing today, um, we already talked about free agency. A lot of people that um, are looking for new teams or new contracts. What are you guys' thoughts on any – do you have any trade predictions? Well, the, the biggest headline surrounding the offseason is what, is what is the latest and greatest of Francisco Lindor? Um, like you said, the Cleveland Indians aren't, aren't in the strongest position as a franchise, and obviously Lindor is their biggest star on the team. So I think – the the smartest option for the franchise is to send them off uh, in return for some top prospects and kickstart the rebuild. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I I got to think of a trade, I guess. Oh, you don't have one? I take your idea. Um, uh, No, I just – no. So you said Lindor. You're just thinking, um, I have to go with Arenado. I mean, so many, so many rumors coming coming over from him. I've heard, I've heard pretty much every team that needs a third baseman or needs an infielder in some capacity. I'm gonna say Altuve. Just a wild guess, no reason behind it. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like a team's gonna want him and. The Astros are just going to want some prospects in return. Is there? I mean, they had a good playoff run, but their downfall is definitely on the rise. Yeah, and and with Correa headlining, or he's he's one of the headlines in the in the shortstop free agent class of 2021. Um, I think I think it would also be smart to send out some players such as Altuve and slowly break down the roster and acquire some some prized prospects to to uh restart the franchise yeah especially with uh the loss of their draft picks from the whole sign stealing situation they could definitely use a trade stock up on uh, more young talent to go in their farm system because obviously you're losing out on those picks which are future talent for your organization yeah, for sure. I mean, they do have they do have Forrest Whitley, uh, who's potentially headlining their their starting rotation in the coming years. But besides that, it's it's a ginormous drop down from Whitley to the next prospect on their list. So it's the answer is obvious for the Houston Astros, and they they need to start sooner rather than later. And it'll be interesting to see, like, if they do end up building around, like, a guy like Jordan Alvarez, because, like, they're probably going to lose Springer. They're, like you said, Correa. If I, my prediction's correct, Altuve. So where does it end? Probably a rebuild or going into a rebuild, rebuild period for the Astros. Just made the ALCS, which is uh, pretty incredible considering they had a, they, were they 29 31 last year, losing record? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to search that quickly. 
But uh, just to make it to the ALCS with teams like uh, the A's, um, Yankees, uh, even the Blue Jays, um, some really good teams that didn't make it as far as the Astros in a year that people thought that the Astros wouldn't be good. And they happened to be a lot better than they thought. And they were a game away from making it to the World Series. Yeah, for sure. I think I was the tip of the iceberg. And once they lost, the ship, the ship is sinking. So the ship is sinking, time is ticking, and nothing good for the Houston Astros is in store uh, in, in the near future. Yeah, um, they were 29 and 31 last year, and they were they were seven games behind the A's, who went 36 and 24. Seven games to second place, and to make it further in the playoffs than them. I mean, obviously, it's baseball; anything can happen, but just shows that the um, anything can happen. I mean, no one thought the Astros were making it to the ALCS this year. I'll t- I can tell you that very confidently. So. Um, yeah, it's crazy how they made it past teams like the A's, like the Twins, the Yankees. And like you said, anything could happen. Uh, prior to the season, all eyes were on the Boston Red Sox as as a top team in the league. And I think I think they failed. Well, I, to, I don't know about that. but They failed to reach a playoff. So uh, a large disappointment for their fan base. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think anyone was looking at the Red Sox as a as a as a team to beat last year, but um we all saw Renicky as a placeholder. Yeah, I really really uh, thought Ron Renicky was going to lead us to the World Series. Just sucks that didn't happen. Um team to beat though, again going to next year has to be the Dodgers. I mean, you got Mookie Betts, sadly, you probably I wouldn't I can't say probably. It looks like they could be getting Justin Turner back. Um, they're they're just still they're uh, still the best the best team in the league. I, I don't see how you can really say anyone else is. As it's as it's a consensus decision on behalf of the three of us that the Dodgers will take home the NL title. Who will take home the AL title and meet them in the in the fall classic? Uh, I probably go with the White Sox this year. Yeah, I was thinking the White Sox, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Blue Jays. Magical run, I see it. Yeah, I can definitely see that. As we said earlier, their infield is really good. And, um, yeah, I just I just don't see them beating the White Sox, though. I mean, their lineup is absolutely just a powerhouse. It's going to be really tough to beat. Um, yeah, I I can definitely see the White Sox making it all the way this year. It would be quite a shame not to see the Yankees making it that far in the playoffs. Yeah, especially like, after Penny how how Payne could that happen? Garrett Cole, what you are, got to make it to the World Series. Got to win it too. That's a whole different story. I mean, think think of this: if Garrett Cole, your number one starter, number two starter Trevor Barry, number three Masahiro Tanaka makes his return to the Bronx, I don't I don't really think anyone could top that. But I mean, time time will tell. Time will tell. Do you really think that if they're $25 million apart in negotiations with LeMayu, they're getting Bauer and Tanaka? I mean, when, when you're the New York, New York Yankees, 
one of the biggest market teams in baseball, if not in America, uh, the cash would be flowing from Cashman. So um, if Cashman sees someone as a target, he'll do anything to, to land him on his roster. It's just really a shame that none of these high-paid players can, like, come together to win a title. Really yeah, a shame. Are you guys still big on uh, Stanton? Still think that's the guy leading you to the World Series? Um, I mean, we, we still have a shortstop. I'm not really sure if, you, if you're familiar with him. His name's Glaber Torres. No, I've never heard of him. Um, he's, he's a young star, um, potentially a top, top five shortstop in the game. Um, and whole will lead New York to, to big things along with, yeah, just, uh, the Empire State Building and right field, Aaron Judge. Yeah. yeah just can't wait like to see their that. catcher behind home plate. He's going to lead them too. that tremendous rookie season he had, right? Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyle Gashioka. Oh, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was Garrett Cole's personal catcher. World Series. I mean, when when's the next time the Red Sox will make the playoffs or even the World Series? We're winning next year. Twenty years, thirty years. We're winning next year. I'll I'll keep your word to it. Episode right. one. Um, I'm yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, just quick relay. Everything we went over today, we talked about. Um, free agency update. Kind of went over stuff we could see possibly in the next week, probably next month. Um, talked about. COVID predictions, are we going to see fans next year? A few quick trade predictions. Um, And, yeah, overall, I think a really good episode one. Anything else to say before we uh, go? No, great. Episode one, the first of many, looking forward to big things. And the rivalry rundown is just getting started. So stay tuned for for more action on behalf of the materials. Yeah, we'll see you next time on the rivalry rundown.